In a world where we're constantly told that men are from Mars and women are from Venus and never shall the two understand each other, I know there's another way. This is what happens when Venus and Mars unite. Tune in for conversations about masculine and feminine embodiment in ourselves and in the world around us, relationships, marriage, parenthood, love, purpose, dating, and everything in between. This is the Venus and Mars podcast, and I'm your host, Anya Shack. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to another episode of the Venus and Mars podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this space and co-creating this conversation with this woman that I'm about to introduce. So for the last 30 minutes, right before we jumped on, I was just jamming out to Jewel, and I also listened to Chirp, her latest single. So I want to introduce to y'all Chelsea Perkins. She is a creative, an artist, a musician, a singer, a dancer, but most of all, she's someone that reminds me to play, to have fun, to express. She's someone, when I close my eyes, I just picture color and vibrancy and beauty. And I just want to say, I'm so excited to be sharing this space with you, Chelsea. Hi. Hello. I'm so happy to uh, share this space with you. And thank you for such the amazing kind words and acknowledgements. So thank you so much. (laughs) Your music is so amazing. For everyone that doesn't know, Chirp is out and it's her latest single. She's on Spotify, on Apple. Where else? Amazon Music, Apple Music, Spotify, the whole shebang, wherever you can listen to music, basically. Beautiful. So that's Chelsea Perkins. And the reason that I'm so interested in how you create, how you live, how you do as a woman is because sometimes when we think about artists, we think about them one dimensionally. Mm. We think about an art, like a chef or a musician or a writer. We just, we really only imagine them in that one space (laughs) of what they do, not knowing that the rest of their life is what actually inspires them to do what they do. I'm curious. I would love for you to just start by talking about music, what brought you to music, and how you feel about your art. What does it mean to you? I didn't think that this path of music as a career was a real thing, (laughs) which is funny because when I got out of high school, I went straight into acting school thinking that I could become an actor, which is just equally as hard, if not even harder. The industry, the entertainment industry in itself is just a lot of work. Um, But I had this kind of big epiphany when I was in acting school, I really found myself procrastinating a lot Mm -hmm. and getting discouraged in acting school when we had to, one of the amazing things about acting school was they made us take a business class when the business of acting. And I was just like, oh my God, I hate this. Uh, I have to do all these things. I have to send thank you cards and kiss casting directors asses. And, and I'm like, I really think I love this. Yeah. This form of expression and art. And the more I got into it, just like, oh, you're, it's actually not that expressive, honestly. Mm. Uh, You're kind of confined to a a script and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. I found myself procrastinating a lot, playing guitar, started actually writing songs. Mm. And I kind of just had this moment of, I want to do this. I was living Mm. in New York and that city is just very inspiring. Mm -hmm. And once I made that decision, I was just like, I don't know how the hell I'm going to do this (laughs) at all. I don't know anybody in music. I don't know the first steps of anything except that I really like to sing and I like to write songs on my guitar. And 
I just decided, okay, hey, who do I know? So I hit up the one person that I knew in New York who made music. I started working with him. He taught me so many things. Mm. I started to make started to make beats and I bought a recording, like recording equipment, just kind of started doing my thing. Moved from New York to LA. Well, I lived in London for a little bit too, where I was making music for like nine months. And that was just like all a big learning experience. Yeah. Nothing really came out of that experience. But then when I moved to LA, I just kept grinding and grinding and grinding, making music on my own, collaborating with others. And then, yeah, now we're here today. I've had a couple of cool little releases with some labels and, um, and yeah, and now I'm, I'm with an indie label right now called 83 Sound, and we make really great high energy music. Uh, started working with them in 2019, uh, which is really cool. Um. <laughs> I love that. One of the interviews that I read about you was that you said something really big happened when you went from writing like tragic songs to writing mm. empowered songs. And it's yeah. funny how as a culture, we romanticize the tragedy of it so much. But actually what you've done is the exact opposite. Can you share? Yes. So during my stay in LA, I would write a lot of sad songs. Of course, I would attempt dating in Los Angeles and there was just a lot of disappointment there. And so I had a lot of experience in that. So I would go from there when I would write music. And then I started really working on myself because I noticed that I was really unhappy and some childhood traumas that I realized were getting in the way of me really getting to the next step in my life, in my like romantic Mm -hmm. life. And that's when I made the switch. I was like, you know, I'm going to write empowering things now that I'm finally empowered and feeling like I love myself. And that kind of like made the switch, honestly. And I started getting a little bit more attention. You know, I have an amazing manager who has been friends with me since 2013 and kept tabs on me for years and years and years. And then finally in 2017, we actually went into a manager agreement and he became a manager. And that's when things really started to kind of, you know, all this hard work started to like, I don't know, things just started to happen and I'm still nowhere where I want to be, but I'm actually like finally in a place where I'm starting to make money from music. I'm like, you know, I don't know. Just when you made, when I made that switch of writing uplifting stuff, not only did that help me personally, but it also brought more opportunities into my world in music. And I think it's just really important to work on yourself. (laughs) Yeah especially just to find happiness. And like, you can write sad songs. I write some sad songs because you got to, maybe I don't put them out though, but <laughs> I hear you. But uh, you know, I am a big believer in creating art. Like art is very powerful, especially if you create it, mm-hmm. you're speaking these words over and over. And no matter what, even if you're writing all these sad songs and you're singing these sad songs, you're kind of going in a loop with the universe as well. It's like, I want more of these experiences. Mm. But when I made that switch, I got more happy experiences, more like, you know, empowering experiences. So I'm a big believer in, in that, like create when you're creative and you create art, you create your life. Mm. Sit Law of attraction. That for a second. That's beautiful. Law of attraction. Oh, that's really, really powerful stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, when I think about certain artists that, for instance, like Lana Del Rey, mm-hmm. love her music, of course. Yeah. She writes a lot of sad things. Yeah. I know that she's a recovering addict, 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just like, I feel like when you're in that loop of writing all of these things, like you just create more of those experiences. And so mm-hmm. I don't know, I love her so much, but then I was like, oh, I can't write music like that anymore. <laughs> and I can't really listen to music like that anymore. I've gotten yeah. to a place where also you, sometimes I, I find that like artists almost put themselves sometimes in those situations like let me go on a bender so I can then go into some dark hole so then I can come out of it and have something tragic to say. Yes. I would I mean that would be my belief. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's so good, you know, and I think what maybe has inspired me about you and I would love to talk about this, this is like one big kind of Chelsea Perkins topic that I've always loved. So the idea of a hero right? The idea of someone that inspires us, that has kind of changed our lives, like someone that maybe we don't even know, but is brightly shining out there in the world and their light kind of shines onto us. So Mm. I know that Freddie Mercury is the person for you. And I just feel like we don't talk about him as a culture enough. (laughs) There's some really deep layers of emotional intelligence in his music Mm-hmm. And I would love to just hear you talk about your journey with Queen's music. Yes. Okay. So I was already going through a period of really evolving as a human being <laughs> at this point. And I've always loved Queen's music. But at this point in time, I happened to just like really dive into their music. And I would listen to the words and then I'd look up the words. because I'm like, wait, what is he saying? <laughs> And a lot of these things are just so it's it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just so inspiring. A mm-hmm. lot of the words that he says mm-hmm. and the way that he performs on stage is so like vibrant and so flamboyant and loud as himself, mm-hmm. like authentically did not care, mm-hmm. especially at that time, like being a gay man, like in a mm-hmm. rock band front man and mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yep. you know, and just being unapologetically like himself just like on stage and I felt like that was just so inspiring and some of the words but there's a lot of songs and when you take a deep dive it's just like whoa I think like he was maybe even going through the same thing or maybe that was also his intention to inspire others and man like I felt like I wanted to embody him completely and I just immersed myself all the time listening to Queen's music and it just like kind of lit this fire and I and I was like I want to be him and I'd practice I'd be I'd, I'd like be in my living room and I don't know I just like try to embody him and I feel like by doing that and seeing his freedom it really sparked this thing within me where it was like I, like no like no opinion really matters except my own mm-hmm. so I don't know it's just when something kind of clicks like that like you can say it all you want and but until you feel it and you actually feel it in your body something truly breaking free it's just like so freeing and there's no way to explain it other than just like owning yourself and not really giving a damn about what other people think because your opinion matters and actually nobody else really cares (laughs) yeah Unless, and if they care too much to have to say it to your face, that shows that they have something going on with themselves, <laughs> but good. it's, yeah. And so, uh, man, so Freddie Mercury is just so inspiring. Yeah. 
And he has really changed my life completely. (laughs) Chelsea, absolutely. I mean, you've embodied that so well and you've inspired me. I mean, watching you go through that a couple of years back, like it inspired me. And I, there's this quote that I love from Charlotte Rampling. She's just like a model back in the 60s and 70s, an English model. And I know she acted as well. She was an actress, but this quote is epic. She says, my confidence comes from the gut, from daring. It's all about believing that you have a style which is unique to you, your own way of walking, your own way of talking, not wanting to imitate anybody. And I think that right there is what everyone's looking for. Don't you think? Of course. It, of course. And it's hard to get there if mm. you don't really know who you are. That's why it's mm. so important to explore yourself and, mm. you know, take a di- like dive deep into yourself, whether that's, you know, through therapy or like whatever ways or when we, maybe it's just going and taking a dance class. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like w- yeah. some sort of way to break the mold and, and find out who you really are and create your own mold. I love that. I think it's important for everyone, but I think since feminine energy is predicated on Mm self-expression, it's like imperative for feminine energy. So you find that if there, if the feminine is being held back or suppressed, then there's none of that happening. And I think maybe that's where the tension lies. Mm. And I, I find that I know I've heard from you before you had that experience. You went through that experience where you held back. Mm -hmm. those feelings that were deep within you. Can you explain kind of how you shifted that and was able to release? I would say that's definitely like, you know, that there's that program that we did. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Which definitely did that for me and began that process. Mm -hmm. I would say it all started with that before that I was starting to go to therapy because I realized and I feel like everybody, you know, maybe you had the perfect, I don't know. I, my life was gr- like great, honestly, like, but we yeah. all have some things that, and usually it starts from childhood absolutely, that block us later on in life, uh, whether it's in our career and our, in our romantic relationships and they, and you don't realize it until you're there and you're like, yeah. oh shit. Yes. Oh, the reason, and you go through this process of whatever it is, whether it's therapy or a bunch of experiential exercises. Right. Absolutely. Um, Which let me just clarify just for everyone. What we're talking about is essentially like a big, one of these programs where you show up and there's like 200 people in the room and there's mm -hmm. uh, trainers around emotional intelligence. And it's predicated on asking the simple question of what do you actually want? Why do you do what you do? Mm -hmm. What is it about your life that is causing you tension? Like finding ways to start asking yourself the questions, like, why am I here? Like in my thirties, I'm like doing all these things. Do I want to be doing these things? Mm -hmm. And it just starts to get you to think like, why do I believe what I believe? Why do I think what I think? Why do I feel how I feel? And those are imperative questions to ask because most of that stuff is programmed in you as a child. So for me, I'd say I had a lot of worthiness issues Mm. that I didn't realize I had until in my twenties, my mid twenties. And I was like, I need to go fix this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that started it. And then on my own, I also started doing Tantra, which like really opened me up and like really helped with, um, a lot of that worthiness stuff, really yep. setting value for me and my work. Yeah, um, yeah. I also started going deep into Freddie Mercury, <laughs> listening to queen. Yep. <laughs> and uh, I found that to be 
it was like, oh, duh. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. Listening to it 24 seven. I was like, I, I want to be like him. I'm going to be like him. I'm going to, I'm going to embody everything that he does and I'm just going to do whatever the hell. And that's kind of inspiring when you can also just kind of do that. And like, like people are like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> They're like, whoa, who's that? Whoa, what's that? And, yeah. um, and yeah, like you were saying about just like, I love that quote that you said too, mm. about not trying to be like anyone else, like creating your own walk, you know, mm. setting your own rhythm, setting a new trend. Like essentially I feel like that's where we all want to be, but I would definitely say that those things definitely helped me a lot and, wow. um, supported me so much. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Freddie Mercury all the way. And I think the, the key insight for everyone listening, it's like, how can you walk like you walk? How can you talk like you talk? How can you create like you create if you don't feel worthy of it? Mm-hmm. So if there's a worthiness conversation, which so many of us have, right. And to nobody's fault, right. Like our parents were doing the best they could, they were surviving themselves and they didn't have, they didn't have any tools, right. The tools that we right. have now we're so lucky. So it's a powerful thing, especially for creatives. That's why we, we connect so well. It's like, I thrive around people that have this bug of creation. Like when I see a chef throw a towel over his shoulder and ready to dive in, or when I see you getting ready to make a, a new song or an artist painting, right? It's a powerful thing that doesn't work if you don't feel like you're worthy enough to do your, your doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm, that's and like. Thing. I'm not perfect. There's days where, you know, I mean, it's always when you find that it's like, okay, great. Now (laughs) it's the power struggle of sometimes you're going to have low days where your power is not, is kind of like low. And then your unworthiness kind of comes in and creeps in. (laughs) And so now it's, it's just like a battle and, you know, keeping your vibration high. So you stay powerful in that stance Mm. because like I said, I'm not perfect. I get low sometimes, especially like, let's say like, for instance, right now I'm the heaviest that I've ever been. And sometimes I get down about my weight Yeah, and, and then sometimes I'm okay. Right. <laughs> like, I'm like, actually, I like this new thick body. Um, it's, I'd say the tough thing for me is going on Instagram and finding all of these bodies that are s- plastic surgery bodies mm. and setting that tone. But then I have to remind myself, no, bitch, you worthy. Like you are sexy, <laughs> even though yeah. you got some extra loving. It's like, even though like you hit that place, it's like, okay, right. now it's just, how do you stay there as well? reminding yourself of who you are and your worthiness and how far you've come and maybe listening to some more Freddie Mercury. (laughs) Yeah. Preach to that. Honestly, thank you for prefacing that. Thank you for saying that. I think it's uh, really important to remember there's no like arrival. It's consistent becoming day by day. And Mm -hmm. you're so right. I I get that way too. Like I have days where I'm just like, and I like the way you, you, you showed it as like a scale. It's like <laughs> when the resistance goes up and the unworthiness goes up, that's the days when it's hard as hell to, mm-hmm. to really show up for that creative expression. You're so right. Um, and yeah, I know with the Instagram models and stuff, I, I look back at pictures of like Sophia Loren and just mm. these beautiful like women are just real bodies, you know, and it's, it's, it's interesting um, where we're at now, but I do think it's about health and vitality mm-hmm. and not, not how, how we look, you know, Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited for the fitness industry to jump in into that one. <laughs> yeah. 
But okay, so I love what you're saying. I, I think it's a good place to kind of jump into the management of your different energies. So for example, on those days where resistance is high, worthiness conversations come up, how does the masculine within you serve you on those days? Hmm. How does the masculine come in and serve me? Yeah. I think it's an important conversation to kind of think about jumping into your hero, how you've been inspired to find that the way you walk, the way you talk, the daringness of you creating that intimacy within yourself, super feminine, right? Being able to just like express, but you can't really do that unless you find discipline, action, plans, dedication, groundedness, kind of respect for yourself, all of these different elements that kind of move you forward in your creativity. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've got your creativity here and then the management of your creativity. Yes. <laughs> That's how I see masculine and feminine working together within myself. I think finding that balance is, is a lifelong journey. And I know with any artist, it's that way. And I, I've heard from you different conversations around the way you balance that in your life. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear you talk about that. Well, it's funny because like when I think about that, I think when I think of masculine energy, I think of focus, which okay. is something that I do struggle with. I okay. do have ADD. And some of the things that I have to do is I have to make a to-do list and I have to check them off. Yeah. And I feel like that for me, keeps me in line like, and I, I would say that's like when the masculine comes in and it like mm. keeps me in order. Mm-hmm. What else do I do? I would say really just, I have to have a to-do list to like yeah. get me. Cause like, yeah, like I have to do my vocal exercises just to, yeah. <laughs> totally. I would say to-do list. Like totally. I have to have a to-do list. I write it out on my phone. Totally. I have the little check mark thingies and you click it. And that's like the, and I use my calendar. I got to stay like organized by using a calendar. Yeah. I never, I never make plans without putting something in my calendar. Yeah. I learned that a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> There's all these, these things like, I, like for instance, maybe we can go into that subject about certain qualities, mm-hmm. of the masculine, like organization, focus. Those were a lot of the things that I struggled with mm. before. Um, like, like, especially when I was starting this journey of, yep growing up. <laughs> and I love like- this. This is a great topic because yeah, this is, I think where, where everyone wants to kind of hear. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's organization and focus for me that I struggle with. And I feel like definitely being punctual yep. on time. I'm a yep. big stickler about being on time. <laughs> yeah. I love, that's one of the things we love about each other. I know you'll <laughs> always be on time. It makes me so happy. You have no idea. <laughs> And that was a learned thing too. That's something yeah. that, yeah. you know, that I learned yeah. that I, <laughs> um, organization with to-do lists, with my cues in your calendar, not being yeah. flaky, keeping in co- communication with others as well. Yeah. That's big. I'm, I'm really big about being my word as well, especially like say with like my manager, like we're a really good team yeah. and um, we always like have to stay in communication. Like, I feel like that's very important mm. um, when you're in partnership with somebody, whether that's you're in partnership in business. Yep. Relationship. Yep. Um, that's ways that the masculine kind of show up for me. Mm, that's really powerful. There's simple things too that like, yeah. we don't realize, like, 
they're simple things and people don't realize those are actually masculine. They don't realize that that's kind of what, what we're talking about. They're just energies and they're just life forces. It's like the life force of chaos and uncertainty and like a surprising moment, right? Like the, one of the, some of the most beautiful things in life happen when you have no idea you, you didn't expect it. It's a really feminine energy, but the masculine, it's like, you can't just pretend like that's how every day is going to go. You're never going to get anywhere. Right. Right. So you, you got to balance it out with some order, some organization. I think jumping into kind of a juicy topic around healing and the feminine. So because I had a lot of self-worth issues growing up, just feeling like emotional neglect, feeling like my words or my ideas didn't really matter. I over-indexed on masculine. So mm-hmm. it happens for a lot of women where we're like in our masculine, even though we're trying to be quiet and polite and nice, we're actually unable to let in the, the surprises, the magic, the receiving, the beauty where we're just stuck in, well, I have to do all these things for everyone. I have to please, I have to be organized. I have to, I have to, I should, I should, I should. And we, I should ourselves out of our own lives. Mm. And that is really just tragic for, especially someone that wants to create, (laughs) right? Yeah. And so I know that that healing, healing the mask, and a lot of times, you know, I definitely attracted romantically partners or people that kind of treated me like I was less than, or didn't really see me, gave me breadcrumbs of affection because I felt inside that I was less than, right? Because I was doing that to myself. I was in that. So healing the masculine actually means letting a lot of those things go as you find your feminine, your creativity, your kind of essence of being as a woman, and then coming back with those, all of those elements that are really good, like organization and all of those orderly things and letting those support the life you actually want to be living. Mm-hmm. Yes. So kind of blah, 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 that was a lot, but to kind of get through that journey of healing the masculine, I know you went through that experience when you were in the program we were in together, where you started listing out some of the things that you actually wanted for yourself. And mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that and how you thought about the qualities that you possess, the qualities you want in a partner. Yes. This was a really, really cool exercise that we did. And it's funny when I talk about this with other people, they don't remember this exercise. Like it didn't like really (laughs) land for them. I'm like, you really don't remember this one. (laughs) This was really serious for you. This was really serious for me. And you know, at that time, no way was I ever like ready for a romantic relationship. And like, I remember even after that, I was just like, I'm not looking for a romantic relationship, but the exercise was write all the qualities that you want in your partner, yep. your future partner or your, yep. your partner that you have right now. So, and it can't be physical stuff. It has to be all qualities. So like I wrote down, you know, a creative, family oriented, caring, loving, mm-hmm. like likes my friends, mm-hmm. you know, sociable, um, likes to travel, hardworking, driven, uh, organized, financially responsible, right. et cetera, et cetera. Then the next thing was, okay, cool. Now take a look at the list that you created and circle all the things that you're not. <laughs> and I was like, okay. 
reality check. Circle, yeah. <laughs> circle financially responsible, right. circle organized. Right. <laughs> and what they, I basically got from that was in what they said was in order to, for you to attract this person or, you know, to attract this person, you need to become all of these as mm-hmm. well and match that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, well, I already want to be those things. So yeah. that kind of just landed with me, not in the sense of I want a romantic relationship. So I'm going to do these things. Totally. It was more like, I really just want these things for myself totally. because I want to be at that point. I was not financially responsible, like at all. I definitely was not organized. <laughs> right. And so over a couple of years, you know, I became that. Yeah. And, and again, I was also in a place where I was just like very focused on my career. I was just like, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I always said, I always told the universe, I was like, you know what, whenever I'm ready, just let it land in my lap (laughs) and I'll know. Yeah. And I'll just, and I'll know. Yeah. You know, and, and, and what happened was it landed in my lap (laughs) (laughs) and then I knew, and, and that was almost two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. And I think that that's it. Like that wouldn't have, like, you wouldn't have been ready for that if you hadn't Mm. gone through this, you hadn't gone through this experience. Mm. Exactly. It's so important to, I know that a lot of like women or probably men too, like they want a relationship so bad. Right. Like, you know, and so I don't know for me, I feel like letting that go and, and not really wanting it and like really wanting to like be with me and make myself a better person. Yeah. I feel like really, truly letting that go. Like then you kind of like attract it in a sense. I don't know, but that's just what happened for me. Yeah. I I hear that from a lot of people, I think in different ways, right? Like different Mm -hmm. people have different ways of saying it just like when you're not looking right, when you're not focused on it, when you're not thinking about it. And really what that means is in a deeper sense, you've gone through first off your self-worth journey, finding mm-hmm. that you're even worthy of the life that you want to be living. Yeah. And then the belief that like <laughs> you deserve to have that now that you deserve to have that life now, how are you going to get it? How are you going to take ownership for it and just make it happen for yourself? And then as women, we're such, we can be such pleasers, you know, mm-hmm. in our nature, sometimes it takes that like reowning of our masculine, right? The financial responsibility, the where the hell do I want to live because I want to live there. And just owning that for someone that compliments that to come in, as opposed to sitting in this hesitation of like, well, let me just try to please everyone so that, you know, I can be pleasing to as many people as possible. I know that was my journey for sure. It's like getting to that place. And just like you're saying, like owning the masculine within you. I was scared Mm -hmm. of that. I was scared of that for a long time. Like, you know, just owning, like, I want to be financially responsible for me. I want to be, you know, sure and directional for me because I thought if I go that way, what if I miss what's meant for me the other way? And that's um, a complete, you know, essentially just like distrust of yourself, of God, of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are in that space where they're just like, well, if I go too far this way, like, oh, what, you know, and what you demonstrated so beautifully is like when you just go fucking all the way towards you, what's meant for you f- comes right in. 
Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Chelsea, it's really beautiful. What's your aesthetic? Like, tell me, because I love to hear you talk about like, just you, you just, you, you were colors and vibrancy to me. So talk to me about like where <laughs> that came from, all of that. I would say like a lot of my fashion and stuff comes from and anesthetics comes from my grandma, mm. like I'm very old lady fashion. Like that is definitely my vibe and my style. I yes. love to go thrifting um, yes. with my grandma. Um, <laughs> yes. I usually, whenever I go visit my grandma, I never pack a bag of clothes because I'll just go in her closet, <laughs> just wear wild. something and probably take something home too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of my stuff is actually hers, but yeah, that whole vibe is definitely, um, I'd say my grandma. Oh I love God. florals. I love floral print. Everything in my closet is basically a print of something. I also love leopard and I now really like peacocks because I, I saw this that. wallpaper and I was like, I love this wallpaper. <laughs> it's amazing. It's inspiring. And it inspires me for those of you are that are listening on Spotify or Apple on audio is just this beautiful combination of like purple lavender romance like this victorian uh space with like birds and beautiful lamp it's just it's all that it's and all that lamp. and beautiful lamp <laughs> don't forget the beautiful lamp no it's really cool it's it's inspired me to to like own some of those things i almost think there's like a a really cool exercise that that people can do i know that i've done this for myself it's helped me kind of solidify or just open up who I am and how I'm being. So it's like my creative energy and then the management of my creative energy. And that's how I distinguish my masculine and feminine. So if I'm going to like, we can do this actually together. I would love to like have yeah. you do this with me. So, okay, here's an exercise that I love to do um, to get people to understand masculine, feminine within. Okay. So I name them, right? There are two different energies within me. So I'm my masculine side. I call her Shaq. <laughs> That's like what some people call me. I played basketball in middle school. I was really tall. People call me Shaq and I just embody masculine energy when I am that. On the feminine side, Havana Nights Anya. <laughs> so even yeah. that, that name, I'm just like, oh, I'm obsessed with Latin culture. I want to like dance salsa and then Zouk. And then I want to go dance flamenco in Spain and then go dance Kizomba in Africa. It's like, there's so much of that in me and helps me kind of clarify. And the distinction is the masculine side is purposeful. Like I'm doing this to achieve the things I'm doing in this list are goals, objectives, getting me closer to certain ideals that I have. Whereas on the feminine side, it's just like life. It's like a flower nature. What am I doing that has nothing to do with a goal or anyone? It's just about pleasure and joy. Mm. And I think understanding that within yourself is, and, and creating that clear distinction, like draw, get out a sheet of paper, draw a big T, on the left side, you've got masculine on the right, you've got feminine. And um, I have a piece of paper. Should I do it? Yeah. Do it. Let's do it all together. Everybody that's listening, just it's a great exercise. So just go for it. And I'm going to even open up my list that I've got. I've got it right here. And I'm going to, I'm going to share with you what I've got and then we will jump in. Okay. So on the left, I've got Shaq masculine. Wait, I do a T. Yeah. Do a T like a big T chart. And then on the left side, 
you can name your, the masculine within you, what would the name be for you? I think, well, we had to, I know we had kind of discussed this. Maybe I was thinking about maybe cause I did change my last name. Maybe I can use like my real name as my masculine so mm. as my, and then my real name, which was my stage name is now my stage name. <laughs> and that could be more of the creative and then behind the scenes to get things done is like my, my real name now. That's, I love that. <laughs> so what is it? So the masculine purpose-driven one is what? Uh, Chelsea Monroy. Ooh, yeah. And then <laughs> your feminine lean back side is Chelsea Perkins. Hell to the, yeah. That's actually <laughs> the a artist. Really great distinction. The artist. And as a newly married woman, what an interesting thing to kind of yeah, it's kind of cool to be able to kind of separate it as well now, too, because yeah. I always felt like I always wanted to have an artist name and I just I never came around to it. <laughs> Look at how natural that was. And it's like now it is my artist yeah. name. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, now I can kind of separate the two a little bit. It's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it's funny how the moment that you kind of took on those masculine qualities, the financial responsibility, the organization, you attracted your partner. And now mm -hmm. you get someone to share those things with, right? Mm -hmm. So you can spend more time in your, in your Chelsea Perkins and the artist side. Yes. Yes. This is very true. <laughs> that, that's really fun. Okay. So let's start with the feminine one, right? Because I think that is kind of more intuitive and just take some deep breaths and you think, okay, for me, it's, nature walk, bath and candles, dance practice, dance social, any kind of digital disconnection. Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that, like, I f yeah, I guess. Mm, mm, yeah. I feel like I'm always like, gotta be connected. I hear <laughs> no <matter you>. what. <laughs> I know. Isn't that a thing? I think there's something to the disconnection at least once a week, like once a week for four to five hours, just designate that time. I think that's really okay. helpful. Go into nature for just like a couple hours, you know, you could. Hmm. And funny enough, while you're on that nature walk, you might create, you might have some ideas for some content that you want to yes. get jazzed up about and come back and do. Yes. So that's a great like beginning for the feminine. So for men, right? I, I know that men have a hard time with this. So for them, it's important to, to think about what are things that they do that are not for anyone that are just for themselves. Like I have a, a great coach that he, for him, it's golf, right? He goes to play golf. He knows that's a thing that he does to just check out, even though it doesn't like, that's what's feminine. It's not about the thing. It's about why you're doing it and how you feel while you're doing it. Mm. So then on the shack side, on the masculine side, it's like, so, okay, for me, a feminine thing would be to this conversation we're having now, like this oh, lights yeah, me like, up. This like is talking. beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Like connecting, creating, co-creating mm. something. Whereas the masculine part would be like taking this, going to edit it, adding the content, like adding the, making the clips, all of the tactical elements that are required to move this thing along. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it would be like sending the emails, you know, clipping the content, getting up to go box, right? Mm -hmm. Doing something that I do at a specific time every day because I know it's good for my well-being and my future forward movement. So these are a couple of things just to kind of keep it quick. And so 
what would be like three feminine things and three masculine things for you? Well, I put writing. So like songwriting. Mm, yes. Um, which would be under which, under which? Under Chelsea Perkins. Yeah. Also, I would say singing. Yes. Um, and I also did put nature walk because I yeah. actually started doing that with my dog because mm. we have a great freaking trail. It's like <laughs> jungle here. It's so cool. It's like, um, and it's really relaxing and really just like puts me in like a nice yeah. free mood. And then under my masculine side, I did put the editing. I also put makeup, <laughs> makeup and setup because, you know, to, I do a lot of, um, I've now started to, I'm trying to build my content. And so, mm -hmm. um, and I also like stream on Twitch and stuff. And mm -hmm. a lot of that is prep, which it's like, I don't normally wear, you know, full face makeup unless I'm going to be on camera. You right. know what I mean? And I consider yeah. that not like feminine actually. <laughs> I actually agree. Thank you for saying that because it's not, it's purposeful. It's for purpose. Yes. It's yep. for purpose. Cause I normally I'm I go to the store and I don't have any makeup on. Totally. I don't waste my time with it. I consider it more of like part of like my job, like to put on the makeup. I feel that with I'm, I'm 100% there with you. I do the same thing for getting on and, and uh, sharing, mm -hmm. creating content. Absolutely. Yes. Even, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, the editing, uh, I, when I say setup, I mean, like, uh, like, like for instance, my setup right here, I have to make sure that everything is in order. Yeah. Blah, blah, make sure, you know, there's a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. and yes, sending emails for sure. Checking yeah. those emails, writing emails and also my to-do list. It's like, yep. To-do list. I have totally. to make that to-do list. <laughs> totally. I think that's really powerful. And I think for us, we, it, we can really clearly kind of create a distinction between the feminine. I think we want to spend more time in our feminine than in our masculine, but you know, having that balance is where it's at, right? This like 50, 50 balance is, is, is the right place to be, but for men, it's harder, right? Because they spend most of their life in their masculine side and they don't actually even feel like they deserve those breaks those moments of relaxation, digital disconnection, going to go play golf, getting your friends together for a pickup basketball game. So it's like for men to understand how those things will actually move them forward. And mm -hmm. um, I'm curious how you have you've experienced that like in your partnership, have you kind of experienced your husband and how he thinks about those things? I would love to hear you share about your experience there. Yeah. So my husband, um, is very, what I love about him is he is very much a masculine man in, in all the best ways, like nothing toxic. It's just like, he makes me feel like a woman. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and I am straight up in my feminine all the time. And I never felt it's so funny. Cause I never felt that I was a needy person ever. Yeah. And my friend was visiting and she's like, God, you're so needy. Cause I was like, oh, I miss him. Like, I just want to cuddle up to him. Like, this yeah. is like, you know what? I don't know why, but I, I feel like I am, but I don't like that word, but it's just like, we, but we love it. It's like, we love loving each other and, and yeah. making each other feel good. And I literally just feel like I have like, like, like you're saying, like a hero, like mm -hmm. holding me and protecting me. Um, <laughs> and also our dynamic too, we're both are, um, well, I'm an artist, but he's a music producer. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really cool. Cause he's, he's a very, he is of those things. He's very focused. He's very, um, goal oriented, 
family oriented, um, organized. He's a Virgo, very organized. <laughs> and you're a Scorpio. And I'm a Scorpio. Don't forget. <laughs> and um, and yeah, and we've actually worked together too. And it's funny being in like work mode together, where it's like, okay, he's like in like full focus mode, and then I'm like trying to be in focus mode. <laughs> totally. But um, yeah, no, I love I love our dynamic for sure. And then there's times where he's in I can tell that he's in his feminine. Yeah. Um, when he needs me to be more like I'll, I'll to put on more of the masculine role and like take care of like certain things and and comfort him and yeah. not be the, the oh, hold me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. um, and something that like I also just wrote down something that he does um, is he likes to do like a foot soak. Okay. That would, I, I would be like, oh yeah. Like when we're talking about the exercise and yeah. stuff, and I'm like, that's, I think one of his things on his feminine side that he does to relax is like, oh, foot soak. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's great ideas for people listening. <laughs> Good. I yeah. love that. Thank you for kind of letting people into your, your life. You know, it's like I yeah. said at the beginning, like being an artist, being someone that wants to put out music for others you get stuck in that one-dimensional kind of yeah and I like I don't really talk I don't express this on social media and stuff but it's just like you know what like this is my life like yeah Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to be like posting my wedding pictures but (laughs) yes I uh not a lot of people know that I am married (laughs) I think it's been beautiful watching you over the last few years become more and more and more of yourself and then kind of fall back further into this like space of peace and just yeah. calm. Yeah. Yeah. Life is really great right now. Uh, I have no complaints. I'm very happy. When anybody asks me, they're like, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. <laughs> I don't have anything to complain about. Um, yeah. Beautiful. I think that's, I think I I heard this from somebody. It's like something about being content, completely content every day while striving for growth or for something. So how do you feel about that? And with your husband in your professional life and also in your personal, what are some of those, the ways that you create contentment Mm -hmm. and you celebrate today versus the goals and the future planning that you have? All right. The way that I celebrate well, I try to eat really good, all organic. <laughs> <Woo>! uh, <laughs> um, and we do a lot of cooking from home. Uh, he's also a really great cook. And I cook too sometimes. I mean, okay, how do I, while I'm attaining things to keep my happiness? Yeah, I would say eating good, also celebrating. I could also be a very, very much of a lush. Like me and my husband, we do love to, to drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, um, and kind of be in this space of like celebration. I'm like trying to think of like what else I do. Uh, I, I just, I keep myself doing the things that I love. Yeah. It's like you have to also love what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and fine. And especially if you're, say you're in a job that you hate while you're trying to, like you're in another career while you're trying to strive for something else. Yeah. It's it, that's really hard. It like, is. That's really hard to do. So I would say do something that you're going to enjoy doing while you're striving for something bigger. Like make sure that you're happy in the work that you're doing. 
<laughs> like for instance, like many, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to bartend and, and serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be a waitress. I hated waitressing. I actually didn't mm-hmm. mind bartending, but I yeah. hated waitressing. And it was a struggle like to do that. Plus make music. Like I hated it. <laughs> and like one of the things like I will not go back to is that because right. I know that I'm going to be unhappy. And so that's right. something about setting boundaries. Like right. don't do it just because you have to f- try to find other options right? as right. you can. Or if you have to do something and find the joy a significant, in it. yeah, find joy in it. Or I think do your thing first, mm-hmm. commit to waking up an hour earlier, or two hours earlier to just do your thing first so that it's there done you before you show up for somebody else. Yes. Yes. That's great. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah. How does your husband like to celebrate? the moments. Um, we, we love to cook. Okay. Like I said, we're, and we love to be luscious. Um, (laughs) we love to go see live music too. Yep. Yep. Um, obviously cause we're in music and it's also great way to also meet other people, um, make music, even though it is, um, also a job, but it's also partly like joy. Cause it's like, you know, he, he, you know, he makes money making music for other people. And then sometimes then he'll, then we'll make music and it's yeah. be for fun and yeah. for joy. Also, I love watching people play video games. That's what got me into Twitch anyways. But, uh, I love I, this. Yes. I make him play video games and I like to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for so. sharing that. What's the, why do you love it? Like, I mean, I've always been curious about this. What is it about this that you love? I wish I could play. Okay. It's the thing. It okay. makes me so anxious. I cannot play like okay. the control and also my hand-eye coordination for some reason. Like I used to have a Nintendo 64 okay. and a PlayStation 2 back when I was younger. Yeah. And it, it's still like, it would be a little bit stressful then. And then now it's just like, I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> the, these games are so intense and like you have to control so much. It's just like, uh, I die within seconds every time, but I love the storylines of them. And I love, mm. I just, I love the adventureness of it. Mm. And um, I don't know. And I'm a little bit of like a geek when it comes to that a little bit too. Cause I'm just like, but I'm like, what? you want to play video games tonight? And I'll watch or, <laughs> or like, or if I'm out of town and um, like, say if I'm in LA and I'll make him stream it on Twitch and then I can watch it. <laughs> That's phenomenal. I love that. That's awesome. So how do you, so hold on. How do you show up on Twitch? Like, what do you do on Twitch? And mm-hmm. I haven't, can, how can the people, minute, but okay. cause I've been really I've been really focusing on my TikTok, but yeah. I go on Twitch and I, um, people can watch me write songs. Cool. Um, they can watch me, uh, just perform my songs. Uh, I legally can only play my own songs. Cool. Otherwise I'll get muted, but, um, you'll catch me. Sometimes I'll do karaoke <laughs> on there. Good to know. Um, and that. sometimes I play the Sims. That's so the one video Kelsey. game that I don't get scared about. <laughs> <laughs> that I don't get anxious about. I love that. You're just, you painted such a beautiful, vibrant picture of like, just the uniqueness of you in our time together. Like the, you know, the, the color, the joy, the video games, the music, the, the, the way you live. I think it's so special to have these types of conversations. And so other people can start to, you know, visualize that for themselves and like what makes them, them is a really mm. powerful thing. And I know that especially for the masculine, you know, like I've always, um, 
been friends with like a lot of personal trainers or like people that have these like extremely clear singular focused goals, right? Like I must train 10 people a day to like hit my goals and be better and better and better. And I find that the masculine is so, it's so amazing because they're really good at having this very clear centered vision without letting the peripheral stuff kind of get in the way. And it's it's very inspiring and it's um, something that we should all take into consideration. But what they have a hard time doing is celebrating the wins Mm -hmm. because they are always trying to go for the next and the next and the next. And at the end of the day, they're why are there so many dad coaches now? Why are there so many men's groups? Because 45, 50 rolls around and the next, they start to realize, well, I can't just keep doing that because then Mm -hmm. I'll die. And I wouldn't, won't have had that feminine side in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's the celebration piece. That's why I asked you about um, your hubby and because it's the, the celebration piece, I think is a game changer for a masculine Mm -hmm. in his like pursuit of that one goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. Um, so how, how, what else? Like, talk to me, what else are you feeling? What else these am days? I feeling? Yeah. Days? Um, I don't know. I, uh, I'm just, I'm excited to be, um, I got an EP coming out. So cool. I'm just excited about that. Um, that comes out August 6th. And I also have a show in LA on August 6th. This is too. exciting. What's the yes. EP called? Um, are there a couple of songs on it? Tell me about the process. Sure. So um, the EP is called Bad Chicology. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, I don't know if you get it. Bad, bad Chicology. Bad Chicology. Bad Chicology. Bad Chicology. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Got it. When I like sometimes tell people, they're like, what's that? I'm like, bad chick. Ology. <laughs> it's school to be a bad chick. No, uh, it's six songs um, and they're all like super fun. Um, mm. All just, you know, about being the baddest bitch and uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and having fun. it's all just fun records. Like that's all that they are. And it's just yeah. it's just a fun something to dance to. There's yeah. no sadness in there. It's just all uplifting, all girl power. And that's pretty much like what I, I do now. That's what kind of music I make now. It's great. I love it. I love that. <laughs> I'm so excited to listen to this because when I first heard, I remember listening to Jewel. Jewel's one of my favorites. Like I just press play and I just like get up and I just like want to start moving my body. And even oh. just listening to chirp, I was like, I got to get up. I got to get to it. That's what your music does. It just adds color and vibrancy to the, to the moment. Well, thank you. Of it's course. a great, great stuff to listen to at the gym too. Yeah. <laughs> get that body right at the gym. <laughs> I love that. That's it's great. really fun. So you got your EP coming out August 6th. I'm going to include um, some links in the okay. um, bio of the podcast. So people, when they're listening, they can just click and connect to you right away. So Tell the people where they can find you, where you'd like for them to find you um, so they can uh, subscribe to all of your channels and just be a part of your life. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Chelsea Perkins X. You can find me on Twitch at Chelsea Perkins X. 
youtube.com slash Chelsea Perkins X. <laughs> I just have everything set for Chelsea Perkins X, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I don't think, I, yeah, I'm TikTok, Chelsea Perkins X. Awesome. Um, awesome. I think so, at least. Yeah, I'm new to TikTok. TikTok's been fun. Follow me on TikTok. And yeah, project out August 6th, Bad Chickology. Chirp is out now on all streaming platforms. And I got another single coming up next month. So. Yeah. And where can the LA people uh, buy tickets for your show on August 6th? Um, they, well, I'll be playing at the Peppermint Club. I okay. don't believe uh, tickets are on sale yet. Okay, cool. Well, yeah. now when the people start to follow you and start to integrate, they'll be able to see you post all that. So yeah. everybody just, you know, subscribe to add some color and fun and brightness to your life. She always makes me smile every time I look at her social posts. So I'm just grateful to have, had this like candor and honesty and openness um, with you, Chelsea. Thanks for kind of letting yes. people into your artistic world. In this oh, hour no problem. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for having me. It's, you know, yeah, it's fun. It. I've been having well, fun. It's always great talking to you. Oh, you too. All right. <laughs> well, love you. And I will talk to you soon. I love you. Mm-hmm.